Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit for the gift of courage so that we may not be cowards this Lent, but be faithful to your teaching, to know that Lent is an opportunity to die to self, to allow your Son and his passion and cross to become more of a living, tangible reality in each of our lives. Please calm our minds and calm our hearts and help us focus to be mindful of what is going to happen at this Mass. We make all these prayers in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. As we enter into Lent, a lot of times we have to ask, well, what, what the heck is Lent? Because I think a lot of us don't seem to have a clue at times. We forget. It's just, you know, for some reason, the, the priest comes forward and gives a homily, kind of like normal, and eventually you put some dirt on your foreheads and we just kind of go through the motions and we don't change. So what is Lent? Lent is where we actually practice doing what's going to happen to all of us at one point in our lives. One and one is going to die. You and I are going to die. And the reason why this is so stinking important is because by the way you live your life, by the way you say you're a Christian or not, is what's going to get you into heaven. Yes, Jesus did all the work for you on the cross, but then you have to cooperate with that. And Lent is a time where we deal with our sins, those things that, honestly, if you and I want to be real, we love more than Jesus. That's why we sin. That's why I'm prideful, because I love pride. I love doing, I love doing me. It's all about my me, my big fat ego. I'm prideful. I choose pride over Jesus because I love pride more than Jesus. Or for some of us, you know, it's all about getting that money. And I'll, and I'll step on your neck to get what I want for that money. Because I love money more than Jesus. For some of us, it's lust. I look at pornography because I love pornography more than Jesus. My life is stressful and I'm losing control, so then I choose to be impure with myself because I'd rather do that than turn to Jesus. I get jealous and envious of others, and I choose that instead of being humble, but I'd rather be jealous and envious of others because I actually like being a little bit envious of others. I choose that sin because I love being that more than Jesus. Or gluttony, I choose food, you know? I don't make sacrifices. The reason why a lot of us, we can't control ourselves is because we don't have a strict eating diet. If you can control your, your eating habits, nine times out of ten, you can control your sin. But you know what? I'd rather indulge in that food. Forget the fact that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Forget the fact that I'm made in the image and likeness of God. And I choose food over Jesus because I love food more than Jesus. And some of us, we struggle with anger. And we choose to use our anger in sinful ways. And sometimes it makes me feel a little bit good to put other people down and to bully them and to forget the fact that they're made in God's image and likeness and Jesus died for them just like he died for me. So I put them down and I become, a, I become one of the world's biggest a-holes, right? And I put them down and I put them down because I love putting people down more than I love Jesus. And my anger can cut people down that way. For a lot of us, it's sloth. We're just lazy, right? We, we don't go to church on Sunday because we'd rather sleep. 
We'd rather just sleep in and take care of myself and not make a sacrifice because I love sleep more than I love Jesus. And for some of us, it's sports, and some of us, it's you name it. But the reason why we come here is to deal with our sins and to flip that and to say, no, I'm going to make a change to love Jesus more than my sins. And what is sin? For those of you who know archery, in archery, if you pull the bow back and you miss the target, they will say sin because you missed the target. And sin is what pulls us away from being that true self, that, that person that you know deep in your hearts that you want to be. The person that when you're with those friends, quote-unquote friends, I say don't use the F word very often, don't use the word friends too often because most of you don't have friends. We have to be honest. And our friends pull us away from being the person we want to be. We sit near them and we become jerks or we become disrespectful and we lose that self-control and true friends will help you pull that bow back and hit the target, right? This past weekend, Father Matt and I went down to Appleton to go visit our confirmation students and they were having their confirmation retreats. And as we were driving down there, my goddaughter, Lydia, who's turning 11 in a few weeks, called me and she said, Uncle Zachy, that's what she calls me, Zachy, she's always coming with that, and she just said, um, are you going to be around the weekend of the 22nd and the 24th? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be here. And she's like, well, cool. Well, it'd be cool, okay, if uh, my mom, dad, and Madeline came up for my birthday. And I'm thinking, well, I know I'm cool, but like, why would she want to come to Anago for like her birthday, right? And she said, well, I want to come for my birthday, and I love being with you, but there's one thing we have to do. We have to have a Nerf gun war. So, one thing that I do have is I have a lot of Nerf guns. And, you know, if any of you have shot Nerf guns, if you would have been in the church at St. John's Day, Father Matt was using these to see how far they would go. But for any, any of you who have Nerf guns, I'm not going to shoot you. Um, if any of you have Nerf guns, if you try to hit the target with these little arrows, this is one of my favorite ones, the revolver. It's really powerful. I also have this one, too. It's pretty small, but pretty powerful as well. And uh, I have more in here, but I'm not going to go. If you want to come have a Nerf gun war, you're always more than welcome to hang out. Um, but in the, with these little, little arrows or little darts, so to speak, nine times out of ten when you shoot at something, you don't hit it because they kind of go all over the place. And for a lot of us, you know, we, we want to hit the right. We want to do the right thing. I'm not going to shoot you, Deacon. We want to do, do the right thing, but we shoot, right? So I'm just going to shoot this real quick. And I'm going to try to hit that, hit that, um, that blue glow, glow over there. See what I got? You know, you missed the, miss the, the target. And then I shoot again, and I want to hit the target. Missed again. And why is that arrow or that dart missing the mark? Well, I would say in the Christian sense, for you and I that are trying to hit the mark of being holy or being that person deep down you know you want to be, the reason why you missed the mark is because we're missing these three feathers that need to be on that arrow, which is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. 
We've heard this before. This is what we do during Lent. We pray. You take extra time to spend with Jesus. You offer up sacrifice of praise. And when you do that, you'll be closer to the mark. When you fast, when you actually abstain from TV, when you abstain from pornography, when you abstain from whatever it is that you just go to for pleasure and you start saying no to that thing, that food or that drink or whatever, you're closer to the mark. When you give alms, you give praise and thanks to God, you do, you do charitable acts to or for the Lord, and you do all three of those things, you're going to start hitting the mark. The arrow is going to start hitting that mark. And you're going to realize, look at the cross with me for a second, you're going to realize how much he loves you. And a lot of you, you, it goes straight over your head. It goes straight over your head. But just maybe look at the cross with me for a second. That's what your sins cost the God of the universe. The Father sent his Son to die for you and me. And for some reason that doesn't affect us, but St. Paul told us in our reading today, now is the acceptable time. Actually, he said, now is a very acceptable time to repent, to be reconciled to God, to turn away from those disgusting habits that you and I have that we're embarrassed about, that if we actually you know, opened our room that the Lord talked about to go and pray, if we opened that room and showed people what we did in the dark, they would be like, whoa. But Jesus is not embarrassed by your sins. He actually runs to them. Jesus is not disgusted by your sins or your wounds. He actually runs to them. And he gives us his cross He gives us his body and blood as a sign to say how much he loves us. That's the cost of our sins. It was God. It still is God. And there's nothing else that you and I are going to do in our lives that's going to make us happy or peaceful or joyful. Nothing. You can fill it with as much stuff as the world says. Hey, you know, you just... You just make more money. You get the girls, or you get the guy, you get the car, you get the whatever, and you're going to be happy. You're going to be that. You're going to be the. You're going to be the man. Or you're going to be the, the girl that everybody looks up to. And you get prideful. You get puffed up. But deep down, all of us have this ache in our heart for a more authentic love than that. And if you expect it out of me, or if you expect it out of your parents, or a human being that is not Jesus you're going to have a rough life the rest of your life. And I'm just going to be straight with you. And when we put Christ at the center of our lives, and when we put Christ at the center of our lives, we make that decision and say, Jesus, I surrender. I'm doing it your way. I'm done doing it my way. You're going to, you're going to experience some spiritual warfare. But when you get through that, and you, get some, some, you get a band of brothers or a band of sisters together to fight the good fight, you are going to be so much more joyful and you're going to be consistently that person you want to be, that Jesus desires you to be, that you desire to be. And you're going to see how empty the ways of the world are. So let us just take a moment of silence and just gaze upon the cross, upon love, upon our truest desire. And to know that if you and I were the only person on earth, he would have died for you and I. He would have died for all of us. And if we reject it, he respects it. 
But if we want to start hitting the mark in our lives, we let them into our hearts completely, we will have peace, we'll have joy, and we'll see why our God is so good to us that he will never ask us to do anything he didn't do. He went to the desert 40 days and he expects us to do the same thing with prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.